right guys I'm back went for a little detour off the side of the barge canal and uh, was watching the tarpon roll and all the bait fish and mullet that are rolling around in there and seen some uh, water splashing around so I pulled over real quick I had tied on a large a large uh, Johnson gold spoon the minnow and uh, ended up catching a snook. Didn't have my camera on me, so I set the I set the pole down. Went and grabbed my camera, turned it on, came back, grabbed the rod, walked down to the or shuffled down to the bank to the edge of the water. Fought it for a couple more seconds just getting ready to bring him in and whip him and he jumped off. He was probably a 26. So then I uh, then I just uh, been sitting there for a little bit seeing if any more tarpon were going to roll. But it's hot. So now I'm in the comforts of my truck. The air rolling. Really wanted to go out there, but I know if there's a stiff breeze in this protected area, I know what it's like out there. I know what it's like out there, so I'm good. I don't need to uh, get out there and paddle around and get wet. <coughs> so I was going to Head to Ozello, but it's already almost three o'clock. So. Reckon I'll head home. So I was talking about the uh, the bonafide SS 127. You know, it's all right. It's uh, I just. I don't know, I guess I've grown to where I don't like paddle as much. So I just get tired of paddling around. Get a drink. So I just get tired of it. y'all can relate to that. So I 
just, I don't know. I had a Outback after I sold my uh, last ATAC. I'll get into that. Kind of thinking I might want to go back to that. At least uh, you can paddle that around. And you can go offshore in it and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I'm still on the Barge Canal Road. You can hear it in the background. So, like I said, the SS-127 Bonafide, it's alright. You know, I, I know a lot of people in the bass world fish off of it. I fish off of it, you know, doing inshore fishing. It's all right. I just feel like when you're paddling it, that uh, you're not really getting anywhere very fast. And that's because it's wide, you know, it's 35 wide. So it's, uh, it's a beast on the water. Be prepared to, uh, you know, paddle a couple extra strokes but like I say the seat's high on it it's pretty comfortable lots of storage uh, lots of places to mount stuff particular kayak I haven't added any extra holes I've found that uh, that's something I look for now when I buy a kayak whether used or new is how bad somebody's made it into a pin cushion I had a solo skiff prior to getting hurt and I really liked it, but man, the two owners before it, before me really, really put it through the ringer. It, uh, man, uh, that's a whole other subject. But I didn't want to leave you hanging on the SS-127 review, so... You know, like I said, it, it'll get skinny. Say, anything less than four inches is out of the question. And four is pushing it. You'd be better in five or six inches of water. 
depending on your weight load. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, depending on what you got all in it, it's kind of heavy. It, uh, I know I've had to get out and walk more with this kayak than any other kayak that I've had. You know, it's just, it's not fun. that so before the bonafide <clears throat> I had a uh, I had a solo skiff and I ended up how I got it was I saw a guy on Facebook marketplace looking to get an outback and conveniently so, I had the Outback. He wanted it. And that was how I got the solo skiff. I will say the uh, solo skiff is a little heavy. It definitely needs a trailer. Especially if you're trying to pick that and the motor up all at one time. It is, uh, it's a beast. You know, you're trying to heave gas, motor, solo skiff into the back of your truck. It's, uh, it's not light. I would highly recommend the trailer. But solo skiff was nice. Really liked it. I've, uh, you know, I wasn't anticipating on getting hurt. And having to uh, forego my boat purchase. But knowing what I know now, I might have just kept that solo skiff it wasn't the prettiest I mean you couldn't really tell unless you walked up to it but you know I had a uh, five horsepower motor on the back it uh it would float skinny. I ended up making a stand for it so I could uh, sight fish. I could. I ended up making a stand for it on the uh, on that little square box that you see on them. I made it out of 
2-inch PVC it uh, worked out pretty good. I could stand on that and then uh, I could pull around and I could uh, I could side fish. It made it quite nice. So I would use that quite often. We uh, went to the part or went to the power plant one time. I was really impressed how well it did. Back up in there and all those skinny creeps. It really impressed me. Ended up catching a lot of fish that day too. But it uh yeah. It's a very good machine or a craft. floats good and uh, I didn't really paddle it around much. I mostly push pulled it, but it was easy to push pull. It would stay fairly straight. So I ended up using that. You know, I when I first got it, I hardly took it out because I never wanted to really get real far from the ramp with it because I have a hard, I really didn't trust the motor that much at first, but, but you never know what other people have done with stuff. About the only thing I've ever did to it was uh, ended up taking the lock off of it. So when you had it, the motor down, if you hit something, it would kick up. And that's a high possibility around here. Crystal River and stuff. There's oyster bars, shallow water everywhere. One minute you'll be in deep water. The next minute, you know, you're in two inches of water. In the blink of an eyeball. That was my love-hate relationship with the Hobie. You'll be kicking their Mirage Drive, and all of a sudden, you're stuck on land because the water's too shallow. 
and slaughtering your fins is not really an option. So, more than often that drive would always sit up front or strap it down in the back and just paddle. Not a whole lot of room for for uh, you know the, the drive and you and if you're catching fish and you're trying to measure everything it's gets in the way but the solo skiff it had quite a bit of room you can open up that hatch and just about store whatever you wanted to in it. Then there was a small hatch in the front that somebody had put in. But it was just a round hatch. You couldn't get a whole lot of stuff in there. So, like I said, I really like that solo skiff. I started looking around for a new one, but shit, I don't feel like sinking close to four or five grand into another into something like that. I'd rather just get a boat if I'm going to go that route. And right now boats are hard to come by. Just so wait. So and then prior to the solo skiff, I had a, uh, I had the Outback, and I kind of did a little review on that on my YouTube channel, but and uh, that was a pretty good uh, kayak. Like I said, if you're in shallow, shallow water, that Mirage Drive, it really didn't work out good. But, you know, coming in on high tide definitely saves a lot of paddle strokes, especially when you've, you know, paddled 15 miles or 12 miles. The sun's beating down on you. Uh, and you're out on the ocean or out in the backwaters or wherever you're just trying to get back to your vehicle and it really made it nice in the wind 
post pins. They are uh, they were nice. Well, that. And it had plenty of storage. You know, it has the hatch in the front. They have the uh, hatch right below your feet. If you really wanted to, you could have put a hatch in the back. And, uh, about the only thing I didn't like about that Outback is the seat sits low. And it's a, the way Hobie has it, taking it on and off the seat, it's a pain in the ass. The way they designed that is, uh, is something. But it, the seat, it, it sits low. You know, when you're a tall guy like me, I'm a pretty big guy. You know, it's 240, 250, six foot six. And, uh, it's a little tough to stand up. The, uh, the modified's easy. That seat sits a little higher. But the Alpac seat, man. Dude. And I looked online for a long time to try and find a, a mod or a DIY to uh, raise that seat. And I found one, but by the time I found it, it was too late. I had already gotten rid of it. That was probably the biggest thing I didn't like about it, was the seat sat low. Other than that, I loved it. If I had to do it all over again, I'd get another one and just raise the seat. Now that I know how to do it. That, uh, Outback, you know, it's tons of storage. It's got tons of, you know, storage for days. I wish a company would make a rod holder to where it was just that. A rod holder and, you know, make it out of like lightweight aluminum or something. Make it out of lightweight aluminum where that's all cold was just rods. Because sometimes I find myself using all that stuff that they, you know, if you use all that stuff that Hobie and some of these other people make, it's, uh, it makes carrying your the tackle that you want to carry with you a lot easier. 
You don't necessarily have to bring the whole kitchen sink with you. And I like that. But I do bring a lot of rods and they're all rigged up with stuff that I think it's going to work. And it usually does. So I just... So I just uh, try to bring as little as possible. With the Bonafide, I find I have to bring the, the black pack to hold all the rods. And then uh, inside the black packs, all my gear that I'm using to fish with. So, you know, you're bringing all that. I wish uh, it was uh, that process was a little lighter. It, uh, the black pack's not light when you got it loaded down full of stuff. And that's minus the rods and reels. Then you put all your rods and reels on it. That adds a little bit of weight. So. That process could be a little bit lighter. And I usually make rod holders out of PVC and stuff. You know, it's there again, it's PVC, so it's not exactly light. And it's not very durable. It's nice for putting your rods and stuff in. It's not real strong oh what else about that the new Hobies Outbacks they're a little uh a little different than the older ones. Now they got this like a kickstand thing for them so the rudder's not sitting on the ground. Getting all bent up. So that's kind of a pain. But other than that, the Outback's pretty nice. Like I said, the seat was my only complaint. 
That thing would float in skinny water though. Super stable. I've had paddle boards, uh, L2 or L2, L4 Expedition and uh, Rackham and a Rackham, boat Rackham, a 14 footer and that Rackham That sucker would get as skinny as you wanted to go. You could walk up a little bit on it in the back fin when you could get it to come out of the water. And then you could just glide over logs or whatever. Because there would be hardly anything in the water at that point. Of all the things I've had, that would get the skinniest. Four, you could uh, you could dance on that sucker. It uh, that's uh, probably the most stable of the paddle boards I've ever seen, and it paddles good too. Two catamarans. Fruitland Park. I'll tell you one thing, Citrus County Sheriffs are out and about today. Every uh, street corner, intersection, roadside, they are parked on it. So I ended up going to uh, West Marine to get my CCA measuring device. West Marine, they have a lot of stuff, but they seem like they're dwindling down. Makes you wonder if they're getting ready to go out of business or Maybe somebody else is buying them. Every time I go in there, it seems like they have less and less tackle. Or maybe it's because of the pandemic. You know, not being able to get stuff overseas.
trying to wish. Wish we had some more bitter tackle storms around. I mean, there's not much. You have Bass Pro in Orlando. You have Bass Pro in Daytona. But it's just kind of like a satellite store. They got half of whatever they normally have in their regular stores. And then, uh, you know, West Marine over here in both Citrus and Orlando. And then you got Sodium. They got quite a bit of stuff. They got some cool apparel and hats. They got fishing tackle rods, reels. They got paddle boards. It's a pretty cool place to go shopping at. But when you come over here at 5 o'clock in the morning and you leave, the last thing you really want to do is go tackle shopping. Usually I'm trying to beeline at home. Like I'm doing right now. And I didn't even go out on my kayak. Took it. Walked over to the water's edge, looked out across the area I was going to go fishing, and nah, not feeling it. So, maybe tomorrow. Supposed to go with my buddy Darren tomorrow somewhere. He wants to go to out by the power plant. But it's a little, uh, a little rough out there. You know, when you're in a kayak, a one-foot wave is rough. So anything bigger than that is questionable. Try not to put myself in those situations. I would be content just going back to Ozolo or Yankee Town. If I could get some mowing, I'd just go back to the Barge Canal and sit there. But there's so much oyster bars and stuff around like casting a cast net trying to get live mowing is a, <laughs> it's a trick.
Well, I think I'm going to call it. I will, uh, I guess I'm going to have to start writing down some topics so I can kind of keep focused. But I will, uh, see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening.